Good evening, Hampton Roads. Welcome to another edition of Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. Alongside me, as usual, CFP Allison DeBrill. Together, we come to you live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month to dialogue with you, take your calls. If you have a question or comment relating to your personal financial situation, then we'd love to hear from you. All we need is your first name and the city you're calling from. And no matter what Allison and I are talking about, if it's important to you, then it's important to us. We'll get you right on air. 757-627-7979. That's 757-627-7979. Wealthway Financial Advisors is the proud sponsor of Dollars and Common Sense. We are an independent registered investment advisor, which means we're legally held to a fiduciary standard to put our clients' interests ahead of our own in any business dealing. And that's the way it should be. When you work with a financial advisor. As the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. So by design, we can't work with everyone. We work with a relatively small group of high net worth individuals, but that's one of the reasons we feel so strongly about coming here every second and fourth Tuesday at 6 p.m. That's to reach out and help as many people in the Hampton Roads listening area as we can achieve your measure of financial success, because it is a core belief at Wealthway Advisors that the overwhelming majority of people in this country have the opportunity for financial security if they choose it. But it is a choice because it takes some time, it takes some effort, and it takes some knowledge. We are here to help. you got to take that first step, though. Pick up the phone, give us a call, 757-627-7979. Whether you want to talk about anything having to do with the investment markets, the economy, insurance products, life insurance, health insurance, property casualty, taxes, tax planning, tax preparation, retirement plans, retirement planning, 401ks, 403bs, TSP, 457s, mortgage options, social security claiming strategies, or estate planning, wills and trusts. All that and more falls under the umbrella of personal finance we are here to discuss this evening. 627-7979. Good evening, Allison. Good evening. T minus six days to Halloween. You got your spooky costume all picked out. I wear the costume that my wife tells me to wear, and I have not not been informed. (gasps) Tell me, wait, okay, what are the greatest hits? (laughs) What's like the most embarrassing one? Oh, we can't probably talk about the best one. Uh, you know, I've there's it's run the gamut from like the trucker to the hippie to the Dracula. Um, right. there have been masks, there have been maskless. Um, so but you take it seriously, it sounds like I, as a couple, I celebrate <laughs> the absurdity <laughs> of uh, of Halloween, and I like a good adult. Halloween party, and we usually have those in our neighborhood. Awesome. Uh, how about you? I mean, guess. Well, you're princesses and fairies. No, probably. I'm what? always a cat. Oh, 
Okay. You should have known that. Yeah, all right. Although, I was randomly cleaning out my closet and found a trusty pirate eye patch that I'm tempted to use Arr. this year. Yep, it's from college. <laughs> so we'll see. Maybe I'll be a cat pirate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, tonight we want to talk about scams. Something that is becoming more and more prevalent and is touching more and more people's lives. I think all of us have been at least uh, had a scam attempted on us. I think we're hit with it just nonstop these days with text messages and emails and I don't know, website phone calls. Yeah, yeah, it it runs the gamut. Any way that uh, a scammer can get in touch with you. Uh, we are being bombarded with it. Uh, I spam calls. I don't know if spam calls are technically scams. Well, it could turn into but a spam one, call. Right? Can, yeah, right. Like I constantly get this message about dealer processing. Like, what is that? Uh, like, they want you to call them back, and then I'm sure like there's Like you say, some, like, I didn't buy a new car. I, yeah, I don't know what it's about, because so, I obviously don't call, but <laughs> I could call and see what they're trying to accomplish. Beware, it's a trap. Right, but they're getting more and more sophisticated, really, and I've, I've been in um, a couple talks uh, from security experts about this, that they are becoming so much more sophisticated, and so mm-hmm. it's Uh, more prevalent and you're more at risk for falling into one of these traps yeah so i mean a threat to your personal finance is uh, being scammed out of it Um, and while most of these are minor um, as allison said they're getting more and more sophisticated which means the dollar amounts that they are going after or are able to uh, trick people out of uh, the numbers are getting larger. So we have a few uh, reminders here, some tips, some techniques on what to watch out for, and uh, hopefully prevent you from being scammed out of your hard-earned money. Yeah, we'll go through some different types of scams that you might run into or that you should be on the lookout for. But first, let's just start with three big signs that this might be a scam or that you might be being scammed scammed so that you are on high alert the the very first sign that's a big red flag is if you're told to act immediately so when these scammers make contact they often want you to act very quickly before you have time to even think about what they might truly be doing and they'll pretend that there's a, a need for you to act very urgently so that you don't uh, so that you follow through with it before you have time to reason yeah whatever the routine whatever angle they're using speed is usually a part of it because the the longer that you delay the more likely you are to think through the implications of the scammer or maybe mention to your spouse that hey I got this call or this email and they'll and then two heads are better than one and somebody says well that doesn't seem quite right so the longer a scam goes on the less likely it is to be perpetrated so that's why their angle is to get you to move fast so anyone who's pressuring you to do something with your money quickly beware mm-hmm. the second basic red flag is when someone asks for your personal information or your codes. And I think this is usually done as a way of 
verifying your information. They may say, I need to verify your information. And then inadvertently, you give them Mm -hmm. your personal information. So you want to be very cautious. Really, you should never be sharing codes or personal information when you're contacted unexpectedly by phone, text, email, computer alert, or even social media. If you didn't initiate the contact, you should not be sharing a code. Right. No legitimate bank, no legitimate uh, brokerage company is going to ask for your login and your password to your online account. Um, They will verify your personal information, but nothing to gain access. No information that can gain access to your account from the outside that the bank doesn't already have. So, like I said, the the obvious ones are login and password. Um, And you don't want to voluntarily give out any personal identifying information from an inbound call, Mm -hmm. like a bank or a brokerage company or the Social Security Administration contacting you. They don't call anyone, FYI. (laughs) Right. If you call them and you know it's a legitimate number, then yes, then you will be asked to identify yourself so that they can then talk about your personal information. But if it's unsolicited inbound to you, that's a red flag. Mm Mm-hmm. And so if that happens to you and you are unsure, the best course of action would be to to pause, to, you know, find out what they what they say they're trying to accomplish, probably disconnect from that communication mm-hmm. and then you go directly to, yeah. you know, if if they say they're calling from Social Security Administration, which again, they don't call people. Mm. No, you routinely. can barely get a hold <laughs> right. of them. Right. And the IRS does not call people. <laughs> you can bar- you send can't you a letter. get a hold of them. Right, exactly. Right? So then you would want to discontinue conversation or correspondence with that person that contacted you and go directly to this Wh- company they say they're Whatever calling institution from. they mm-hmm. say they're calling from, you then turn around and call the legit their legitimate number inbound uh, outbound to them mm-hmm. so that uh, if you're if you think it has the least bit of credibility but again that's highly unusual mm-hmm. and almost never happens um, that uh, an inbound call to you from a bank uh, or a, a f- any financial company um, would ask you for personally identifying information it's only when you call them right and the third Big red flag to watch out for is if you're asked to pay, well, really, I mean, pay to anything, but pay in an unusual way. So if you're asked to do a wire transfer or uh, buy a bunch of gift cards or maybe use a payment app or I saw this um, purchase Bitcoin, Mm -hmm. something that's very out of the ordinary, that is a big red flag that there's some sort of scam or they're trying to Mm -hmm. trick you out of money. Mm -hmm. Or ask for cold, hard cash. Um, Sometimes they'll do that. Go to the bank, get cash, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we'll have somebody come by and pick it up from you for whatever purpose. So, yeah, there... A wire is, you know, a wire is one of the easiest way for people to be defrauded because once a wire goes out, it is virtually irretrievable. 
there's no pulling it back. Mm-mm. So you there's only for most people there are only a few times in their life that I can think of where they would want to actually wire funds. Um, that would be at a closing for their house. Real estate, right? Yeah, real maybe. estate. Maybe if you had friends or relatives overseas in some hard-to-reach places. I'm stretching even on that now, even. Even now, I'm just not sure. Like with the banking situation, yeah. you may be able to do it a different way. But you better know the person on the other end. Right. And right. the company that you're wiring. Right, from. exactly. You, you should be the one initiating it to somebody you know well. Um, Otherwise, there really shouldn't be a need. Th- yeah, there's for a almost wire. no need to wire funds in this day and age with all the other types of payment system for most people. If you look, if you're if you're a corporation, that's different. If you're ultra wealth, wealthy, uh, you have your hands in a lot of different businesses in different countries. That's different. But for ninety-seven point three percent of the population. You're probably only making less than five wires over your lifetime for legitimate purposes. I don't think I've ever made a wire. And actually. I was going to say that might yeah. be a stri- Well, the, I know we did for bank closings, uh-huh. like I said, for purchasing the house or refinance or something like that. Even then, I don't, I think we did electronic, mm. but yeah, I mean, just be really cautious about wires because, like Kevin was saying, that is virtually impossible to undo and it's not really traceable. Um, if you are, if you do fall victim to a scam, sometimes you can be made whole, but not as often these days with the way, if, if it's someone getting you to send them money, you're probably not going to be made whole like you would if someone was just using your credit card, they can make you whole for that. Right. Um, and and a credit card actually has a lot of protections Mm -hmm. built into it. For a long time, people were fearful of giving out their credit card number or you know, giving it on the phone or putting it into a website. Well, actually, you have a lot of protections built into your credit card that are much better than other forms of payment. A debit card. I yeah. mean, a debit card is direct access to your bank account. Yeah. So you know, we'll come back and talk more about this. We're going to take a short break here. Bill in Williamsburg... We'll see if we have time to get to you. Hang in there. If you have a, other people, if you got a question or comment relating to your personal financial situation, jump on the phone lines. Give us a call, 757-627-7979. She's Allison. I'm Kevin. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on AM790 WNIS. And welcome back to Dollars of Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. Alongside certified financial planner Allison DeBril, I'm CFP Kevin Zivna. We're from Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at Wealthway Advisors. 
www.thecrypto.com. Okay, tonight we're talking about uh, scams, how to avoid being scammed, and some of the things to watch out for so you don't fall uh, victim to a scammer. But first, as promised, when we get a caller on the line, we're going to jump in and speak to the caller. And right now we're going up to Williamsburg and talking with Bill. Good evening, Bill. You're on Dollars and Common Sense. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing great, Bill. Hey, a question on, uh, I heard you last week on life, it was two weeks ago, whatever it was, life insurance. And I used to sell life insurance, and I, and I don't think you guys do a lot of life insurance, because I think you said you send it to other, other you know, you have a referral type thing. Um, but you said that life insurance is pretty much funny commercials, and you said something else. <laughs> I'm not sure what it was. But I thought you downplayed it a little bit, because... When I was younger and I was selling life insurance, my dad was an engineer and he wouldn't go for anything like that. But when he but when he realized that I told him, hey, he said, you mean if I take this policy today and make a one payment, um, I'm covered for twenty five thousand dollars right away in case something happens to me. And, and and when he realized that, that's one of the things that got him to go ahead and do it. Uh, and when when my when my uh, dad passed away. Uh, my mother got a lot more than 25000 because she had Prudential and she had dividends that came back with the life insurance, which you could also borrow on if you had a low interest rate at that time. So I just wanted to point out that um, when you said they're funny commercials and the other thing you said about life insurance companies kind of downplayed, I thought maybe maybe you're not into that you know branch of the, of the, of the uh, instruments and that. But there is a place for life insurance uh and whole life insurance, I know if you take that out when you're younger, it stays with you your whole life, uh, whereas uh, term insurance, when you get to be about 60 or retire, you don't have any insurance left because it goes away at your employer and you don't have any, and, you know, the term runs out, and then you wish you had whole life insurance. So a lot of times back then they were saying, oh, you, well, whole life's a... You know, expensive and it's not worth it. You know, well, when you get older and, and then you don't have insurance, you wish you had a whole life that whole time, you know. Yeah, okay. So I, I think you're conflating a, a couple ideas there, Bill. Uh, yeah, the jokes about uh, the insurance companies being really good about collecting your insurance premium and doing funny commercials about you know, being sort of the best things they do. That usually, that, I was relating to that towards like, uh, property and casualty, homeowners and stuff, every dollar they pay out for a, an insurance claim is an expense. Uh, so you have a, a contract with between you and the insurance company uh, regarding those protections, and they are necessary. We definitely do, do think that insurance plays a role in a good, solid financial plan, but not, but we don't want our clients or our listeners to be overinsured because once you you know send your money to the insurance company they hold on to it and sometimes it's difficult to get it back and then so to to piggyback on the idea about life insurance absolutely life insurance is a key fundamental building block to a good financial plan for the right circumstances and not everyone needs life insurance uh, people who do are typically married, typically have kids. Other people dependent on their income stream for their quality of life. So that's where life insurance comes into play. So we definitely think that that is a significant uh, part of a good financial plan. 
But we do prefer for most people, for our clients anyway, and if you do your financial planning properly, term insurance we think is the most efficient insurance vehicle for them in most cases, there are no absolutes in financial planning, so please don't misconstrue that. But in most cases, uh, uh, term insurance is the right vehicle. And term insurance can be really long. It can be 30 years. So, you know, uh, but, but whole life has niche sort of applications. Yeah, I think, I think um, now in, with current laws, there's not as much of an estate tax problem because I think life insurance used to be used a lot for, to pay for estate taxes. But I saw this statistic last week, only 2,000 people paid estate tax in 2020 because of the current estate tax laws. So I think that has redu- largely reduced the amount, uh, the need for whole, permanent whole life insurance. Right. All right, Bill. Well, thanks for expanding the discussion there about life insurance uh, from a couple weeks ago. We're happy to take those calls and delve into the matter a little bit further. Uh, we're going to take a short break here for the news. We're going to be right back, talk about ways you can avoid being scammed right after these messages. If you want to jump in on the conversation, give us a call, 757-627-7979. She's Allison. I'm Kevin. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on AM790 WNIS. And welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. Alongside certified financial planner Allison DeBrill, I'm CFP Kevin Zivna. We're from Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at WealthwayAdvisors.com. Once there, you can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at WealthwayAdvisors.com. Just go to the contact page, put your name and address in the dialog box, select the appropriate drop-down menu, and we'll get that information out to you later on this week. And that's all we will use your name and address for is just to send you the information that you request. Or if you've got some nuanced questions, want to talk to a live human being, I'd love to hear from you at the office, 757-456-2200. Next show will be in two weeks on Tuesday, November 8th at 6 p.m. as usual. But if you can't catch us live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month, then get this show as a podcast. Search for Dollars in Common Sense. Wherever you get your podcasts, download us, take us with you wherever you go. And if you're into social media, we are too. We're on Facebook and LinkedIn. Search for Wealthway Financial Advisors. Hit that like button. And about once a week, we put up a financial planning-oriented post to keep you engaged. All right. Tonight, we are talking about scams, how to avoid being scammed, how to spot the red flags, of a scam so you don't fall victim. We talked about uh, being cautious if you are unexpectedly contacted. This could be by phone, email, text, message, pop-up request. Any request for personal information that you did not initiate should put you on guard. You want to be really careful about clicking links 
they're just getting better and better about these. I know um, we get text messages all the time with links about like packages, unable to deliver a package. And let me tell you, we get packages <laughs> delivered every day at my house. So, <laughs> so it really looks believable, but you don't want to click on any links that you get that are unsolicited. Um, if you are pressured to act immediately before you can even think it through, that is a red flag. You should never have to act immediately or quickly or rashly when it comes to moving money, certainly. And then if someone is asking you to move money in an unusual way, like a wire or buying a bunch of gift cards or like I mentioned, Bitcoin, digital currencies, um, even some of these money transfer services like Zelle. Venmo. Right, PayPal. exactly. We had that issue personally recently. We were selling some old furniture on Facebook Marketplace and we got tons of responses right away from people asking us to, uh, asking if they could send us the money via Zelle. So there's definitely scams around Zelle where they make you think they want to send you money for something, but it is not legitimate. Mm -hmm. So those are general red flags, but we can talk about maybe some more specific scams that are happening that probably a lot of you have experienced. One is the imposter scam where someone is posing as a business or even a person that you know. So we talked about early on in the show People might call saying they're with the Social Security Administration or the IRS. Those are common. But I have heard stories of people posing as family members. Mm -hmm. Like, Grandpa, I got in a car accident and mm -hmm. I'm in trouble and I need money. Mm -hmm. And if this is unexpected and urgent and serious, mm -hmm. you could quickly fall victim to a scam like that. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, keep an eye on your elderly loved ones because they are typically the target for most of these scams. As we uh, age, uh, our cognitive abilities naturally uh, slow down a little bit. And so that makes uh, those people a little bit more vulnerable to the scams that you know the, the 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 rest of us would probably see through very quickly um so you always want to keep an eye on your elderly re relatives check on them routinely ask them if there've been any unusual money requests from time to time you know just be aware of their situation if they live alone and they don't have somebody already doing that cuz that's the that's the uh, target to most of these mm -hmm. uh, affinity scams, scams where people are, are being conned out of money by a business or a person who they, they know. know. Yeah. Right, yeah. And then there are online sales scams um, where you think maybe you're purchasing tickets to an event, um, adopting an animal. I have <laughs> definitely heard of this one where you think that little kitten is going to be yours in six weeks once it's old enough to leave its mom. You put your down payment and then poof, gone. No kitten? No kitten. Aww. I think it was a dog that I had Aww. heard about that Aww. scan from I, a friend. I would want a friend. Kitten. You would not. 
if I lived on a farm. Okay, we've been over this, yes. Kevin's only going to get an animal when he lives on the farm. And, and they have room to roam. And apparently our office is only getting an animal when we have a financial planning firm on, on a, a farm. farm. When we have room to let the animals roam. Not we, fair to them. We digress. So there are definitely imposter um, online sales scams. So you want to make sure you're researching the seller or the products independently. Um, it's a good idea to compare prices with other websites. Look at refund policies, um, information on privacy terms and conditions. My husband always look. He's a big reviews person. I'm not so much, but... He says, well, what do the reviews say? If you've got a lot of one-star reviews, something may not mm -hmm. be right. So just be very careful, especially if you're asked to pay in untraceable means, like we talked about, wires, money transfers, gift cards. There's no way to get the money back from that. So verify the websites you're looking at. Um, look at the URL. They're really good at disguising URLs. Mm -hmm. It could look like... I'm just making this up, bankofamerica.com, but they literally change one letter and your brain just automatically skips over. Corrects it. Right. I mean, they've done tons of research on that. So we're all susceptible to that. So be very cautious there. Real estate scams. So maybe you're looking for a vacation rental property or you're purchasing or refinancing a home. You would think this would be really hard to do, but. It is not impossible where a scanner can take over, a scammer can take over a rental property or a real estate listing. They just slightly change an email address or contact information and then all of a sudden they're listing it on another site and you think you're dealing with the actual listing agent, but you are not. And then all of a sudden you wire money to someone that doesn't actually own the property yeah so i think if you go for you know like in a, a was airbnb and vrbo um for rental properties mm, mm -hmm. uh, i mean those, the vacation rental yeah those mm -hmm. are you know there's vetting behind that and i think you can feel comfortable that you're you, in most cases you're not you you would not be scammed through those websites now there can be look-alike websites or there can be individual properties not on those websites. That's where, you know, that's where the the potential for abuse comes in. If you're just seeing somebody, uh, myhouseforrent.com, you know, type of thing, <laughs> uh, then y you don't know for sure that the website is the owner of the the rental property, and be wary before you send any funds. Mm-hmm. I know. I I do know someone that was trying to buy a property once, and the person who was selling it did not actually own the property. Mm -hmm. So luckily, nothing went very far, but mm -hmm. it, it could happen. Mm -hmm. So just be aware, be very vigilant, and uh, know who you are working with, If whether it's property you're buying or if you're doing trying to just book a vacation rental. All right, we're going to pause right here, take a short break. Going to be right back after these messages. If you want to jump in on the conversation about scamming, you want to relay a personal story of yours, or you want to talk about anything having to do with your personal financial situation, give us a call, 757-627-7979. She's Allison. I'm Kevin. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on AM790 WNIS.
Welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. Alongside certified financial planner Allison Debril, I'm CFP Kevin Zivna. We're from Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, you can check us out online at WealthwayAdvisors.com. Once there, you can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at WealthwayAdvisors.com. Just go to the contact page, put your name and address in there, select the appropriate drop-down menu, and we'll get that information out to you later on this week. And that's all we will use your name and address for is just to send you the information that you request. Our next show will be in next live show will be in two weeks on Tuesday, November 8th at 6 p.m. as usual. But if you can't catch us live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month, then get this show as a podcast. Search for Dollars and Common Sense wherever you get your podcasts. Download us, take us with you wherever you go, and listen at your leisure. All right, got a last segment here, trying to prevent people from getting scammed. What else we got? Yeah, so far we've talked about impersonators and like online sales scams, real estate scams. But uh, as investment advisors, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about investment scams. Mm -hmm. So sadly, it is a reality that these things do happen. There can be people touting investments that have amazing guaranteed returns or no risk or double your money very, very quick. And I think uh, in basic terms, if it sounds too good to be true, it likely is too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, there's no free lunch. Um, good financial planning takes time it takes effort and it takes knowledge. We say it at the top of every show. So any type of investment activity that uh, touts itself as as being able to give you returns that are well above normal, such as say well above 10%, mm-hmm. or they are able to return large amounts of money in a short order, you be very careful about that because that's very atypical in the investment world. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, we get the question a lot from people that are looking for an advisor. Well, how do I know you're not going to be a Bernie Madoff? Mm-hmm. Well, what you want to look out for is someone that is not just the investment advisor, but someone that is also custodian. So they're also actually taking receipt of your funds and advising on your funds and reporting on your funds. If the same person is advising, custodying, and reporting, that's where you open yourself up to risk. Because that's what Bernie Madoff was doing. He was pretending to be uh, the, the bank, the advisor, and the third-party administrator who produced the forms. So um, he was manipulating all of that. 
a good investment advisory firm has an arm's length agreement with um, a custodian in our term we call them in, in our world but they're also retail brokerage firms so uh, like Schwab or TD Ameritrade or Fidelity or Vanguard uh, or some other uh, outside source they're the, the the company that actually holds or custodies your money your investment advisor goes alongside you and is able to manage your funds on your behalf according to your instructions but at that other company right so we give advice and can implement investment advice on behalf of our clients but we never take any money there's never any checks made payable to wealthway advisors mm -hmm. the money goes to the custodian the custodian reports mm -hmm. so you get a report every month from or quarter from your custodian schwab tda fidelity and we also report so you have a check and balance you can mm -hmm. always verify one with the other yeah, so uh, just be careful of investment scams, anything too good to be true, anything promising uh, a really quick turnaround, quick payday, uh, doubling your money really fast, or also causing you to act, make a decision fast. Mm -hmm. You should not be pressured into making uh, an investment decision. That should be on your terms and your time. Yeah, just a word about guarantees. I mean, the the reason investors are rewarded with um, pre preferable rates of return, good rates of return over time, is because they're willing to take on a certain amount of risk. In reality, there's very little reward that comes without some sort of risk. Mm -hmm. So if someone is selling you something with no risk, just be very skeptical about the reward or what the investment is. All right, right. going to pause right here. Got a caller on the line. Going to go out to Virginia Beach, speak with Donald. Good evening, Donald. You're on Dollars and Common Sense. Thanks for the call. Yes, sir. What happened, what's the next step if you inadvertently give your account number to the caller from Social Security Administration. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good question, Donald. Mm -hmm. Great question. Um, so if you have given your personal information away, then you will need to be on high alert and be very vigilant in monitoring all activity on that account and everything else. So, I mean, basic first steps would be to change all of your passwords that you have set up and then probably notify the credit reporting agencies that there may have been a, a breach in security. Yeah, contacting each credit bureau, there's three main ones, and they can be accessed through a legitimate uh, website, all three of them, called Annual Credit Report. Dot com, and so you can notify those credit bureaus, put a, like a notice or a notification on your credit report uh, saying, telling any creditors or anyone seeking your credit report that beware, um, you may your personal information may have been compromised so that no one can then take that your personal information and try to open up a credit card account or a bank account or a loan for a car or something like that because any 
time somebody pulls your credit report, they'd see that notice, and then they would that would be a big red flag, and they'd investigate further. So, uh, you know that those are some of the main things you can do. Donald, is that helpful? Very helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you can also, just to add on to that a little bit, you can freeze, put a freeze on your credit. I know it used to be for a very nominal fee, but I think I think that's gone away. I yeah. think you can actually do it for free now. Mm-hmm. Is Put a freeze so that no one, there would be no way to access your credit or mm-hmm. to use credit to open any other new accounts. And then if you actually wanted to do something, you'd have to go through the elevated, the secure steps to mm-hmm. unfreeze your credit in order to buy the car or take out the new credit card or anything like that. And a lot of credit card companies are getting a lot uh, more efficient about that as well. So if you think your credit card has been compromised, you can very relatively quickly and easily put a freeze on your that one specific specific aspect of your financial life freeze my credit card for you know until i tell you to unfreeze oh, they don't it. just make you get a whole new one no yeah right i know pain. like i said they, they've Gosh. really advanced yeah. yeah in the right in the old days if there one. was the slightest bit of suspected <laughs> compromise they were like okay we've canceled your car you're gonna have to wait two weeks to get a new one and then, change and then you're gonna have to change all all the places that you had your credit card set yeah. up to automatically bill you're gonna have to redo that they've gotten better Mm -hmm. about helping people deal with frauds and scams. Mm -hmm. But back to the the point about the credit reports, it's just good business for every good personal business for everyone to check their own credit report. And with annualcreditreport.com, you get one free credit report from each of the three reporting agencies per year. So you can spread that out. You could do, you know, every four months you pull one of those credit Mm -hmm. reports and then there you go. You've checked your credit report three times throughout Mm -hmm. the year, Mm -hmm. each agency, and you would be pretty on top of it if somehow there was some activity on your record that you didn't know about. Yeah. The other scam we didn't get to tonight, and I think we're like pretty much out of time, was romance scams. Oh, I know. No. We should have started with that. I know. I don't, I, I obviously, well, not obviously, but I have never experienced a romance scam. I've never done any online dating, or, but it does Allegedly. happen. Allegedly. Uh, it does happen, I guess, on online dating or social media. Isn't it called catfishing? Is that what it's called? Where someone pretends to be. Like somebody they're not someone to attract uh, another person and unsuspecting victim and then take advantage of them. And yes, this is it's it's becoming much more commonplace nowadays because that's how people are legitimately meeting up uh, with uh, potential potential dates, dates, (laughs) dating. Yes, (laughs) right. And, you know, you build a rapport, you like build a little connection and then down the road all of a sudden they're asking for money yeah because their grandmother is in the hospital and uh, needs a thousand dollars or something uh, for her medical bill but you've never even met this person in person so you know come on let's (laughs) 
Be careful now. All right. Well, unfortunately, we don't have time to talk more about romance scams. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we will be back in two weeks on Tuesday, November 8th at 6 p.m. as usual. In the meantime, if uh, you want to hear a rebroadcast of this show or like five or six of our last shows, you can check that out at our website, wealthwayadvisors.com. For Alison DeBrill, I'm Kevin Zivna. You've been listening to Dollars and Common Sense on AM790 WNIS.